So the PACT Act, uh, it is now awaiting President Biden's signature. Uh, the PACT Act's uh, the bill that vastly expands health care for veterans exposed to toxins from burn pits in Iraq and Afghanistan and Agent Orange in Vietnam. It also has the effect of expanding the list of who can get care. Basically, vets no longer have to prove cause and effect to get benefits. Over 40 Senate Republicans voted against the bill last week, blocked its passage, but when the exact same bill came up for a vote this week, it passed, with 11 Republicans voting against it, one of them being Oklahoma Senator James Langford. Jim Inhofe voted for it. Senator Langford joins us live on the KRMG Morning News. Good morning, Senator. Hey, good morning. Good to get a chance to visit with you all about it. Yeah. yeah, you know, you've been consistent. You voted against this bill way back in June, too. Why are you opposed to it? Well, what's interesting is how this started coming out of committee was a bipartisan bill to deal with toxic burn pits and with Agent Orange. It was very focused on getting aid to our veterans. I was all in, was very supportive. This is exactly the right thing that we need to do. And then along the path, uh, as it came out of committee, it got changed dramatically by Democratic leadership. And they did three things to it that I think are really not helpful to us and not helpful to veterans. One is they took away a lot of the choice aspects of it so veterans could choose to be able to go where they wanted to be able to go to be able to get health care. They all had to funnel into the VA system. The second thing that they did was they didn't expand the capabilities of the VA system. So not only did they take choice away from a veterans, they could choose to go to VA or choose to go to a private health care facility to get care. They went to the VA system, didn't expand it to the capacity, which means longer wait times. And we've already got a two-month wait to get into the VA center. So it's going to greatly expand it, adding all the new different cases to it. And then the third thing was their bonus feature on it is that they added $400 billion in new spending that's not related to veterans. And they just stuck that in there and basically dared everyone to vote against it to say, we're going to say this is a veterans bill, but we're going to add $400 billion of new debt into it. Uh, that's non-veteran related and then see if you'll vote against it. And we've been fighting against that to say, get it back to taking care of veterans to the burn pit. They're exposed to toxic burn pits and Agent Orange. Get it back to where it was supposed to be and where it was originally. This is and they never did. $400 billion that was shifted from discretionary spending to mandatory spending. And I've, I've heard you and the other Republicans who voted against it uh, point out this as kind of a slush fund. Help, help us understand what's in that $400 billion that isn't related to veteran care? Well, see, that is the problem on it because they won't say where this is actually going. Uh, we have what's called a cap on what we do on spending for appropriated dollars every year. For every budget item, uh, there is a, a cap of how much uh, is the maximum that we'll spend. What they did is they took uh, $400 billion out of those caps and moved it over to another account uh, and then said, we'll fill in what's going to go in that area later. So we actually don't know. We don't believe it's veterans related at all. Uh, they won't say what they're going to try to fill it in with, but it does open up more capacity to be able to spend in other areas that will all be debt spending, all of it. Uh, so we, we brought an amendment to try to fix that issue to say, don't, do, don't just open up $400 billion in new debt spending. Uh, they rejected that. We brought in an amendment to say we want to add choice back into this. Uh, so that veterans can choose to go to the facility that they want to be able to go to to be able to get health care, that they're not required and pushed into just the VA system for this care. And they rejected that. And so we were trying to be able to fix this bill to get it back to what it was originally. And uh, they continued to refuse. 
this is going to require an expansion of the VA system uh, in a big way, or we're going to have a huge backlog, it sounds like. You, you and Congressman Hearn are the only members of the Oklahoma delegation to vote against it, and so many Republican senators changed their votes between last week and this week, even though the right. bill was the same. Why did that happen? That happened because there was a push at the end where Republicans stepped in and tried to unify and say, let's take out this $400 billion of new debt spending. And a lot of Republicans came in and said, we'll try to focus in on that. That amendment failed. Uh, and so a lot of those folks just switched their vote back and said, I, I wanted to get rid of it, uh, but I'm we didn't. And so I'm going to vote for it anyway. I, I didn't. Uh, so we're going to continue to be able to work on this. Again, people know me. People know me. They know I work on veterans issues all the time. We have a 185 open veterans cases in my office right now. We've done lots of work for the new veterans hospital in Tulsa. Uh, we fought on the issue of the closure of the veterans clinic in Benita. We're doing lots of work to be able to fight, to be able to keep the veterans center uh, going for uh, healthcare needs in Muskogee. Uh, we had a veterans bill that I had yesterday. In fact, we had one that came through committee that passed yesterday dealing with spouses of active duty military uh, to get them access. So th this is not an area I'm opposed to veterans care or opposed to military by any means. I'm just opposed to $400 billion in new debt. Oklahoma Senator James Langford is our guest on the KRMG Morning News. You know, we've just mentioned Congressman Hearn. He was with us yesterday and he praised House Speaker Nancy Pelosi for following through and visiting Taiwan. What do you think about that visit? So let me go ahead and say something I don't think I've ever said on your station before. I agree with Nancy Pelosi. She should have been able to go Log to Taiwan. Log that, Denver. Wow. Log that. We're pulling that. <laughs> that, 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 that. That's a mark right there. So uh, she should have been able to go to Taiwan. Taiwan is a trade partner with Oklahoma and with the United States. We've been very engaged with Taiwan for decades on this. China should not be able to bully the United States of America over what uh, officials can visit Taiwan and what officials cannot visit Taiwan. Taiwan can make its own decisions. And uh, Speaker Pelosi should have been able to be there. If you would go back decades ago, the last speaker to be there was Newt Gingrich, actually, decades ago. He should have been able to go just the same as Speaker Pelosi should have been able to go. So I, I was concerned the administration started getting nervous about it and discouraging mm -hmm. Speaker Pelosi from going. I thought the worst thing that could happen at that point is for China to bully the administration and for Speaker Pelosi to back out and to cave to them. She did not, and I'm grateful she did not. Fox News reporting this morning that the White House is making plans for a possible Chinese invasion of Taiwan in the coming weeks. What do you think of those reports? Uh, those plans have been around for quite a while because there's quite a uh, there's a belief that uh, China is going to try to push towards uh, Taiwan the same as they did with Hong Kong. Uh, I think the uh, plan in, in uh, Taiwan uh, is going to mirror what happened in Hong Kong because uh, China was successful in Hong Kong. Uh, they were able to basically move in without firing a shot to be able to collapse their government and to be able to absorb it right into uh, mainland China and uh, and to be able to take it over. I think that's their same plan here is to dump millions of dollars in to try to influence their elections, to put in lots of propaganda, to try to frighten people and uh, to try to take it back over again without firing a shot. If that fails, I think they will uh, take it over militarily. And uh, that's a big threat. And we just can't imagine as Americans what it's like to be this island of Taiwan right next to China living under that threat all mm. the time. Yeah, very real for them this morning. That is for sure. Uh, we've only got a couple of minutes left. I want to double back uh, to uh, the votes in Congress 
on the PACT Act, which some are this morning are pointing out, well, Republicans initially voted against it last week because they were mad about uh, Build Back Better 2.0, or as you like to call it, Build Back Broke, uh, being passed and Joe Manchin getting on board with that. Uh, they, they tie those two things together, whether they're related or not, really isn't relevant to yeah, the conversation. Yeah. But uh, let's go back to last week and the passage of that bill. Uh, you obviously voted against it, but what do you think about it and uh, what are the implications going forward? So they've, they've not actually passed that one yet. It's actually, play, they're planning to bring it up in the Senate this weekend still. Uh, we'll be here for quite a, quite a while now still fighting this through. They yeah, I should have clarified, pass, back better. pass yeah. the House. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's no longer Build Back Better anymore. Now it's the Inflation Reduction Act. They right. changed the name on it again. I think this is their third or fourth name for it. It's the same things, and now they're just declaring it's for inflation reduction. The problem is when they did the study on it uh, to be able to examine what they call scoring it, it actually doesn't reduce inflation. They've also said it's going to re- reduce debt, but it actually doesn't bring the deficit down at all. It doesn't do either of those things. What it does do is it takes money from Medicare in the prescription drug aspect of Medicare and moves it over to the Affordable Care Act. So they're literally taking money from 76-year-olds and giving it to 26-year-olds in this program. Uh, It's going to dramatically increase the price of natural gas because they've got a bunch of new taxes and fees on natural gas. It's going to increase the price of gasoline because they also do a bunch of new taxes on oil as well. Uh, they so it not only does this not reduce inflation, it has every opportunity to actually increase prices again on things, and it increases taxes dramatically on manufacturing. So at a moment when we have all this supply chain issues, they're going to hit manufacturers again and uh, and do another big tax on them. So it, it is a massive spending bill and a massive tax bill, and uh, I'm very concerned if this thing actually passes that it's going to prolong the recession that we're already in. It's uh, kind of rests on the shoulders of Senator Cinema of Arizona, doesn't it? It does, actually. She has not said which way she's going to go on this. She has spoken out in the past saying this kind of tax uh, bill will not help the businesses and the people of Arizona. And uh, it, she's correct on that. Uh, but we'll see if she actually holds out to be able to then long term agree with that and vote against it. Uh, we don't know what direction she's going to go on that. Uh, Joe Manchin has already said this is going to help energy when all the energy companies are coming out and saying, actually, this is going to hurt energy production pretty dramatically. Uh, even the coal companies, uh, him being from West Virginia, even the coal companies are coming out and saying, hey, you're trying to do nice things for us here. Please stop uh, because this actually doesn't help us. It hurts us. Senator, thank you so much for joining us this morning. You bet. Glad to be able to do it. Go oh. take care. Keep praying for the nation. Oklahoma Senator James Langford.